Hello, and welcome to Messages of Revival Podcast. This is Basil Hart Brown. It's good to have you back with us today. And we're going to jump right into the Word. I want to read out of the book of Mark, chapter 10, and verse 46. As they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he had heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Let me say something that the more we spend time in the word, the more we press into the things of God, then the more we want of him. I've heard people say, well, you can have too much revival. You can go to church too many times. And uh, they will, they will, you know, draw you away. Listen, I, I don't know how you feel, but if I'm sitting down at a table and it's got the best T-bone steaks with sautéed mushrooms and golden fries on the side and the Caesar salad, as I've always said, I'm coming back for more. I mean, that's the bottom line. I'm coming back for more. Obviously, we don't like eating bad food or dog food, but we like good food. And if it's good food, we're going to come back for more. We never get tired of eating steak. Come on now. We never get tired of eating ribs. Why? Because it's good. It's good food. I love it. It tastes great. I love barbecue. Um, I'm always going to come back for more. Well, it's the same with God. The more you experience God, the more you want to experience Him. The more time you spend in His presence, the more you want to spend in His presence. Yes, blind Bartimaeus, he is in desperate need of a miracle. He's on the highway side, he's begging, and then he heard of Jesus of Nazareth. Obviously, the fame of Jesus had gone around. People had heard, hey, this man, Jesus of Nazareth, heals people, delivers people, sets people free. And so when he heard Jesus was coming down this road where he was on the highway side begging, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Why did he do that? Because he was desperate to receive something of Jesus. He needed a miracle in his life. And I often put this out to people. How desperate are you? What do you want from God? How desperate are you to get it? You know, is it just a case of, well, if God wants to do it for me, he'll do it. Is that your mindset that you're running around well, if, if God wants to do it, God can do it. Yeah, but it takes faith to get it done. God's looking for our faith in Him, in, in our trust in Him, and, and, and our confession in Him, so that He can move on our behalf to get the job done for us. Uh, there's, there's promises in the Bible that God's given us for supernatural things to happen. I mean, there should be no... There should be no sickness. There should be no death. There should be no, no poverty. There should be no lack. Um, and, and I often, you know, like to tell people, listen, uh, the day that you do pass away should be a day of rejoicing. It should be a day that is set aside and, and God knows it and you know it and you're not dying because you're sick. You're dying because it's your time and you're well and you're healthy. That's what I believe God has set for us in the body of Christ. Unfortunately, we followed the, the plans of the world, the ideas of the world. And, you know, Christians have this idea, the only way for me to get to heaven is, um, you know, I've got to contract some kind of a disease 
and then they can't get the better of it, and then I, I die and go to be with Jesus. Absolutely not. Show me in the Bible. Give me a scripture where it says, the only way I can get to heaven is for me to die because I'm sick. Why can't I die because I'm well, healthy, ready? I mean, just on fire. Go at the top of my life. And, 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 and because it's a designed time that God has set for me, why would I have to die because uh, I'm sick? I'm just, I'm just throwing that out at you. That's just a side line we just run on. Now we're going to get back on track. And um, so here he is, needing a miracle in his body, and he cried out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Why don't you get before God and begin to shout and cry out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. I am not going to let you pass me by today. I am going to get a miracle from you. I need a miracle in my life, and this is what I need. And quote the scripture, bring scripture to your heavenly father and tell him, tell him this is what your word says. Then, you know, you got to, you got to stand upon the word. You've got to know what the Bible says. So he cried out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. The more you meditate on the word, the more you spend time with God, the hungrier you become. Because let me say something, when you have an encounter with God, you know that's not everything he has, you know. So you know there's more, and so you want the more. You're hungry for the more. You're pressing in for the more. That's what you desire. You want more of him. You, you, you desire a deeper touch, a deeper walk with God. And many charged him. The Bible goes on to say in verse 48, many charged him that he should hold his peace. In other words, they were telling him, you need to be quiet. You're just a beggar on the side of the road. He doesn't have time for you. You need to keep quiet. But the Bible says this, but he cried the more a great deal. In other words, he lifted up his voice even stronger than before and began to shout out even louder than before. Many Christians are going to come alongside you and try to distract you and try to slow you down. And hey, you know what? You don't have to be so noisy in church. You don't have to be so vocal in church. Uh, when we pray together, you're so loud. Why are you so loud? Why can't I be loud? Why can't I be vocal in church? Why can't I, I shout? The Bible says shout for joy. Hey, shout for joy. Why don't you try that right now? Why don't you start shouting for joy? <laughs> You'll get full of joy. I'm telling you right now. God's not a quiet God. And he's not moved by noise. As people say, well, you know, you've got to reverence him. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have to reverence God Almighty. Absolutely. Without a shadow of a doubt. Reverence Jesus. Reverence the Holy Spirit. But reverence does not mean quietness. Reverence means... I'm, 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 I'm reverencing God. He is the God of the creation. I'm reverencing Jesus who died on the cross for me as my Savior. I'm reverencing the Holy Spirit who's my comforter, my guide, my paraclete, somebody sent alongside to help me. And without the three of them, I can never make it in this world. And because of what Jesus did, I go to be with him and live in eternity with him in heaven. So he's, he's eliminated hell for me, and he's put me on a path to heaven. So I'm reverencing them, and I'm also reverencing them in the, in the place when, when I'm talking to God, and then I'm giving God time to talk back to me, and I'm reverencing and I'm listening to what he has to say. Because if I listen to what he has to say, he'll speak to me, and he'll give me direction, and he helped me to go in the right place that I need to go. 
I'm reverencing him, but because I'm loud and because I'm shouting for joy and because I'm excited about what God's doing, that's not being irreverent to God, Jesus, or the Holy Spirit. So he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Why? Why did he do that? Because he wanted to get the attention of Jesus. I feel I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. He wanted to get the attention of Jesus. Don't you want to get the attention of Jesus? If you do, listen to me real carefully. Get into a place where you can make a lot of noise. Get in the word and then take scripture and begin to decree and declare it. And then begin to call on the name of the Lord and tell him, I am not leaving this place the same way I came. I'm going to have an encounter with you, almighty God. I'm going to have my life is going to be changed and you're going to set me free. Even right now, as I'm in this place, and I'm telling you right now, God will meet you where you're at. He's listening for the hungry. He's listening for the thirsty. And he's going to move on your behalf. Um. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And listen, Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Why did he do that? Because he heard the cry of the desperate. He's listening. God is listening for the cry of the desperate. Jesus is listening for the cry of the desperate. He commanded him to be called. And they called unto the blind man, saying, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. In other words, you can calm down now. Jesus, you've got his attention. You have got the attention of Jesus. He's calling out to you. He wants you to come to him. Come, let's go. Let's go. He, he's calling for you. The master's calling for you. He heard you. Let me say this. If you're desperate for him and you cry out to him and you shout out for him, he's going to hear you. He will hear you. He will hear you. And when he hears you, he will come and move on your behalf. And he casting away his garment, verse 50, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And that's kind of the title of this podcast is, What, what do you want Jesus to do for you? What do you want God to do for you? You know, I have things I need God to do for me. And I shout out and pray and believe God and stand on the word and trust him on a daily basis. What do you need? What do you need? You don't need what other people need. You need what you need. What you need. <laughs> I mean, that's very deep. But you need what you need. And whatever you need is what you press in for. Don't, let me say this, don't press into something that somebody else is telling you to press in for. You press in for what you need. What do you need? Lord, he said, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? He's asking that question to you today. What do you need me to do for you? What are you seeking for? What are you looking for? What are you searching for? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. See, he needed his sight restored. He wasn't believing God for a... A Lamborghini. He wasn't believing God for a, a you know, ten thousand square foot home. Uh, he wasn't believing God for his electric bill to be paid or his rent to be paid. Um, he wasn't believing God for a wife. I mean, he just he wanted his sight restored. That was the miracle that he needed. Lord, that I might receive my sight. What is the miracle you believe in God for today? Whatever it is. I believe God's going to give it to you. I believe he's listening to you when you're pressing into him and he's going to answer your prayer and he's going to give you 
that which you ask him for. The Bible is filled with promises in this way. Ask and it shall be given unto you that your joy may be full. <laughs> okay? Your joy may be full. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. Go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. Listen, we approach God and we approach the throne room of grace through Jesus Christ who is our advocate, who is seated on the Father's right hand, making intercession for you and I today. I said, we go to the Father through Jesus by faith. By faith. Now, by faith means I might not see it in the natural. By faith means I might not have it in the natural. By faith means we're still standing on the word of God, trusting God for a supernatural miracle. The bottom line is this, I'm going to him by faith, basing my faith upon the promises that he's promised in his word. And when I go to the throne room of grace on his word, on his promises, let me tell you something. My faith is moving in that direction, believing God. And because of that, it pleases God. And he moves on my behalf to bring what I need to pass in my life. That's what he does. Go thy way, thy faith is made thee whole, made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. I'm going to focus on that word immediately. Immediately. When you go to God in faith, on his word, trusting him, immediately you receive what you ask of God. Not tomorrow, not the next day, not next month. Immediately. Immediately. The Bible says he grants as your present possession the thing that you require of him in other words he gives you as your present possession the thing that you're requiring of him or asking him for so immediately now let me say this there are there are miracles i've seen where we prayed for the sick and immediately they receive the miracle like right in front of you boom there it is oh i love those miracles there's other times that it might take a week or two but let me say this carefully when we prayed, they immediately received their miracle. Some miracles will develop over some time. And I'll give you this, this example. When I first got to America, um, I used to wear glasses. And I couldn't see, I mean, in the church, I couldn't see past the first five rows. Everything else was just a blur. And um, one day my daughter broke my glasses. And I thought, okay, well, let me let me get some contact lenses. I thought this is going to work out great. Well, it it didn't, because it would take me forty five minutes just to get one contact in one eye, and the other one, I mean, I could barely get it in. And every time I would bring my finger with a contact to my eye, my eye would automatically just lock down shut. It's like you're not putting that in my eye. And I could not get it done. And then the only day I ever remember getting it done, it took me all this time. Eventually I got them in and everything was blurry and my eyes were watering. They were sore. I went to church. I did the announcements that morning. I was still working for my brother. It was back in 93. And um, it was just, it was just terrible, terrible. Anyway, um, so I couldn't really wear these, these, these um, contacts. I really didn't want to get glasses again. And a friend of ours showed up at one of our meetings, one of my brother's meetings, and we were sitting in the back talking. And he said to me, he said, he said, you know, God's been using me in the area of praying for people for 
you know, blind eyes are being opened and deaf ears and God's, you know, doing some amazing miracles. And I'm like, wow, that, that's fantastic. I said, come, 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 pray for me right now. I said, yes, what's going on with my eyes? And he just hopped out of his seat, came, laid his hands on my eyes, prayed. I felt the fire of God go into my eyes. Now, when I opened my eyes, I, I saw no change, but I had received by faith the power of God going into my eyes, knowing God has just given me a miracle in my eyes. And anyway, so we went through that week and, you know, nothing changed. I didn't put, I didn't put um, contacts in my eyes because I couldn't get them in. I wasn't going to go buy glasses because I know I'm healed. And um, anyway, it took like a week. And then all of a sudden I started to see a difference. And I'm like, okay, hey, I can see a little further back in the pews. And then we drive down the road, and when I used to drive down the road with no glasses, I would have to, you know, especially in the middle of the night, wake my wife up and say, hey, we come into an interchange, I know we are, this is before GPS would tell you where to go, this is when we still used to use the Rand McNally, and if you don't know what a Rand McNally is, well, you need to Google that and see what it is, because it's just a book of maps that shows you the whole of America, and you had to find out where you were on the map, and then you follow the map. GPS is a whole lot nicer, but anyway, so... I'd be heading down the highway and I have to, hey, honey, wake up, wake up. Uh, now, you know, one o'clock in the morning. Hey, look at those signs. We are, we are, we do, we, where do we go? And she'd read the signs, look at the map, go, okay, you got to go this way, this way, and that way. I'm like, okay, fine, thank you. Even speed limits. I'd drive down the road, couldn't see the speed limits. Now, after I've been prayed for, I'm driving down the road and suddenly I'm seeing, hey, speed limit, that's what it is. Oh, signs, that's what it is. And then I'd say to my wife in the day, hey, so check that building. They're out there far away. See that sign on top of that building? This is what it says. And she looked at me and goes, God has healed your eyes. I'm like, yeah, sweetheart. I can see. I can see totally. Listen, God totally healed my eyes. I could see. I never had to wear glasses. So, you know, yes, the thing. It took, it took a little while. Within the space of three weeks, and my sight was absolutely amazing. Now, I should have gone and got it checked out and I could have said, you know, it was 2020 or whatever, whatever. I never did that. That's, you know, many, many years ago. But I still see far. I can still see far. I don't need glasses to see far. Now, let me let me say this, that it took a while to get there, about three weeks. So because you don't see the thing in the natural, like let's say you believe in God for a financial miracle, you know that God as you prayed, he gave, because the Bible says he gives as your present possession, you have it immediately, and immediately he received his sight, and immediately whatever you're asking God for, you get. So now you've got what you're asking God for. In, 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 in the spiritual realm, you've got it. Now there comes a time when it manifests in the natural realm. And it's going to happen. It's going to manifest in the natural realm. There's no doubt in my heart and mind. If you ask in God by faith, based upon the word of God, based upon, upon the promises of God, he's going to give it to you as your present possession. Immediately, he received his sight. Immediately, you get what you ask God for. And, and, and then it, you stand by faith every day, calling those things which be not as though they were, calling in the harvest, calling in the miracle, calling in the blessing, calling in that which you've asked him for on a continual basis. And I'm telling you right now, there'll come a day. It might be a day or two or three or a week or two or three. But all of a sudden like that, boom, it's going to manifest in your life. And you're going to know that you know that you know. Mama, I am, I am, I, I, I received whatever. I'm healed. I'm whole. 
uh, God's made a financial provision, made financial blessing for me. And you'll see God will make a way where there doesn't seem to be a way. This passage of scripture is very, very powerful. It's very powerful, very encouraging. You know, blind Monomaeus wasn't anybody like super, spe super special. Uh, he was a blind beggar on the side of the road. Yet Jesus paid attention to him, called him over, said your faith has made you whole, and immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Listen to me real carefully. You are the apple of God's eye. You are the apple of God's eye. You are a child of God Almighty. He loves you and he wants to provide for you. He wants to meet your every need when it comes to your finances. And he wants to heal your, your, your body and your broken heart and heal you mentally. I'm telling you right now, God is a good God. He is a good God. You have to press in. Jesus, our son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, today is my day. I'm hungry and I'm thirsty. Yes, what your word says, Lord. I'm standing upon the word, trusting you with every fiber that what you promised, you're also able to perform. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I pray for everyone listening today that, Lord, as this word has gone forth, that it will accomplish what has been sent out to do. And I thank you that, Lord God, as people press in and touch the hem of the garment, as they press into you, Lord God, that they will see supernatural miracles begin to happen like never before. Supernatural breakthroughs, supernatural miracles will be their portion on a daily basis. And Father, we give you all the glory, all the praise and all the honor for that, Lord, in Jesus' mighty, wonderful name. Amen and amen. God bless you all. Thank you for joining me. We love you all. God bless. If you don't know Jesus and need to rededicate your life right now, pray this prayer with me. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I confess right now that Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart. Take out the hardened heart and give me a heart of flesh. Change me, Lord. Let me never be the same again. I repent and turn from my ways. I make you Lord of my life right now. Use me, Lord, in these days we are in. I am ready for your coming and always will be. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul and setting me free. Amen. Now, if you pray this prayer, I would love to hear from you. So please email me at revivalpodcasthb at gmail.com. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Messages of Revival Podcast. For more, subscribe to Messages of Revival Podcast on Anchor, Google Podcast, and iTunes. And share this podcast with somebody that needs to be uplifted and blessed. God bless you.